My name's Hal Owens. I was the architect of record for the uh, new Fraser Valley Brewery for the Molson Coors Beverage Company throughout the design and uh, construction phases. Uh, we're currently standing on the corner of the site, uh, looking back to the building and to the mountains, the snow-capped mountains beyond. We're here in Chilliwack, BC, in the lovely Fraser River Valley. And of course, we want to acknowledge that we're here on the unceded territory of the Stalo people. Uh, just looking back at the uh, new brewery, uh, the, the history behind the, this location, it started with Molson's uh, existing brewery in Vancouver looking to expand and being constrained because it's an urban environment. Uh, so we worked with uh, Molson and a real estate company to search for a uh, suitable location where they could expand their process. And uh, we settled on this site here in the, the, the Fraser River Valley in Chilliwack. And the city of Chilliwack was very accommodating and was really appreciative of having a, a company such as a Molson Coors Beverage Company relocate here for, first of all, to create jobs, but as well because uh, brewing beer is considered uh, an agricultural uh, type of uh, operation which is suitable to this, this area. Um, just uh, thinking about the site planning in general, uh, we, we tried, it's quite a large site, it's about six hectares and we tried to keep uh, as much open space as possible uh, and to eventually plant it. But for the moment we've probably kept about 50% of the site open and uh, as you can see, just looking around, it, it's not completed in terms of the landscaping, but that's in process now. But eventually, the uh, grass that will be planted here is uh, of low maintenance grass. It only grows to a certain height, so it doesn't require a lot of uh, cutting and mowing. And, and it's a natural type of uh, prairie grass that is suitable for this type of location. Well, we're currently just beside the number one highway, so you may hear some traffic noise in the background. And now we're going to head over to the uh, northwest section of the site to look at some of the uh, site drainage features of this uh, design. Okay, now here we are at the uh, northwest corner of the site, looking off to the mountains in the north, and just Looking at the, uh, the site and the, the design strategy for stormwater drainage, uh, the, the site generally is graded to come here to the north, uh, northwest portion of the site to a detention pond. Uh, the detention pond, there's quite a few benefits. Uh, there's a benefit to the municipality of a reduced load on the stormwater conveyance system in Chilliwack as well as there's a, there's a recharge of the groundwater through the filtering of the solids when it runs through the landscape. So it's a great sustainable feature and it, uh, and it uh, helps generally speaking with uh, just our uh, filtering of all the uh, impurities out of the, the, the site runoff uh, prior to it going into the city there's, there's, or into the city's storm sewers. As well there's a, a, a reduced uh, peak flow to the water so that that has a benefit to the city's infrastructure in that they don't have to design it to take quite a lar as large a load uh, as if we just let it uh, run freely. Uh, the, the planting on the site, uh, approximately 50% of the site as I mentioned is, is open space 
And the planting palette is generally composed of adaptive and native trees, shrubs, and grasses, and ground covers, and seed. And it won't require any irrigation after it's established. Quite hardy. The advantage of using native species is uh, the fact that you don't have to use fertilizers as well as you don't have to use irrigation. So that saves on the amount of water use and as well the chemicals introduced into the environment. The open areas of the site are treated with a hydroseed meadow mix that will only be mown along the edges and uh, which reduces the amount of uh, landscape maintenance. Uh, the native dune grasses and rose species were used for the decorative planting beds around the administrative part of the building. And in addition, we, a total of 365 trees were planted on the site. Uh, the site previously was pretty much devoid of trees and was just uh, was native grasses. Uh, looking back to the south, just looking at the building, one of the key features in the design of this building was the enclosure. Uh, a typical industrial building of this nature would t primarily be uh, uh, looking at using uh, tilt-up concrete panels, which is very carbon intensive. What we chose to do is to go with a very, very light uh, insulated metal panel for the entire building enclosure, and that has two benefits. It, one benefit is it reduces the weight of the, of, on the structure, so the structure for the building can be designed to carry much lighter weight using less material, less carbon intensive. The other aspect of using this is during construction, by having one system and one delivery to site of materials, it reduces the number of vehicle trips by different trades to actually build the exterior wall. The time it takes to erect this uh, met uh, metal panel uh, also reduces the overall construction time. And again, that, that's a sustainable feature that reduces the number of vehicle trips, the amount of carbon uh, captured and used in the, in the construction of the building. Just looking around the perimeter of the site, uh, we have uh, light fixtures that are uh, cut off, full cutoff fixtures that are designed to keep the light on the site uh, and also reduce the amount of light pollution. It's also good for the natural uh, habitat of birds and bats and, and, and that sort of thing. And now we're going to go inside the building and uh, look at some of the sustainable features of the building design. We've now entered the uh, facility in the administrative building. And we've been joined by a colleague who works for Molson Coors Beverage Company. And we're going to now take a look at some of the sustainable features of the building and the process. Hi, my name is uh, Nick Muzzin. I am the head brewer for Molson Coors here in Fraser Valley in beautiful Chilliwack, British Columbia. So uh, one of the, you know, core features and, and real um, pillars of our sustainability index and our, our, our focus on sustainability is really water conservation. We are very concerned with our impact to the environment, we call our imprint, uh, and particularly our water stewardship. Uh, so typically in our industry, you know, you can see water consumption as high as, you know, six, you know, liters of water to make one liter of beer, which is really, you know, unacceptable. Um, most Molson Coors sites are, are around that 3.5 
uh, liters of water consumption versus one liter of beer produced. This site is actually capable of 2.8 uh, liters of uh, water consumption to one liter of beer production, which is really very strong. Um, you know, we, we are focused on being really good partners and stewards uh, for water stewardship. And in the community, we're making connections to support that with, uh, with local groups who are, are focused on uh, protecting our wetlands and protecting our water sources. Uh, our other focus really is carbon emissions. So, of course, the site, like any you know, industrial manufacturing site, is going to be producing carbon. Uh, but our focus is to reduce that by as much as 50% when we look at uh, other sites in our network versus ours. Uh, and our 20% reduction uh, over our value chain ac across our supply chain. Uh, the last pillar for us is really zero waste to landfill. So a focus to get the site to a point where uh, none of our waste is, is destined to the landfill. We already uh, are sending all of our uh, spent grain and our spent yeast, uh, which are byproducts of beer making, uh, to local farmers across the Fraser Valley. Uh, and this is used to feed cattle, uh, which is a really great green approach and a good byproduct for us to maintain. And uh, of course, recyclables. So a lot of aluminum and plastic uh, is sustained and, and uh, recycled in our process. So we're now just working on those finishing touches, that last 10%, but uh, we're confident we can close that gap at this site and become zero waste landfill quite quickly. So at this point, I'd like to get onto the production floor, uh, get a view of, of the uh, actual production space, and uh, we'll start at the kettle, uh, where the heart of our beer is made uh, in our brew house. Okay, we are going to head on to the production floor. Uh, we're gonna go to our brew house, and you can really hear uh, the HVAC system now starting to work. It's getting a lot louder. And that's that air movement, you know, that we need to make sure we keep it nice and dry in here. Uh, you know, keep the environment clean and absolutely bacteria free. Uh, so we have a really rigorous uh, cleaning component uh, to our housekeeping. Um, that's of course environmentally friendly chemicals that we work with. Uh, and that's managed, you know, with our, our wastewater treatment process uh, where we uh, have balancing tanks uh, to make sure that our release uh, is in line with the effluent requirements of the city of Chilliwack. So, just want to take a moment and take in the sound of this brew house. Really, really uh, an incredible space. Very wide open uh, with very big ducting and a lot of air movement. Standing in our brew house, you know, there, there's a fair amount of natural light being let in uh, by windows quite large uh, that cover about 180 degrees of the brew house. Really stunning vistas of our local mountainscape, uh, local Chilliwack that we can see. And that light really bounces and reflects off of the, uh, the vessels inside. So, you know, we have uh, five vessels in our brew house. They're cylindrical conical vessels with uh, somewhat flat bottoms made from GEA, our primary supplier. And that light bounces off that metal, off of the metal of the, the water tanks uh, in the brewery and the yeast storage tanks. And so you get this very bright, very open atmosphere. A lot of metal, uh, but honestly, it, it's a little... Kafka-esque uh, in terms of the way it looks, but um, really stunning industrial design and very modern state-of-the-art. It, it is really the most uh, technologically advanced brewery in North America uh, today. Okay, we've made our way uh, through our vessels across our brew house to really the heart of our brew house. We're now standing at our mezzanine floor in a very large, very open space. Uh, that includes all of our brewing vessels, our mash filter, which is a really amazing uh, 
you know, top of the line piece of equipment from, from Mura, uh, mass filtering technology, uh, our water tanks, and we're in the, uh, the heart of our yeast room. Uh, so we're actually just between the yeast room and the brew house. So when you make beer, ultimately, you know, you're, you're mashing uh, malted barley, you're adding water. So inside this building, you actually have uh, ducting, which is very, very large. Um, some of them are as wide as five feet. Uh, so you have a very, very big diameter uh, ducting that is actually circulating and moving the air. And in that process, we're actually reducing the aroma that we're allowing to escape to atmosphere. One of the keys that people will notice as they drive by our building is you'll see vapors coming off of our roof. Those vapors are largely steam or water vapors. Um, you know, and incredibly, most of, uh, most of the brewing world kind of sees an evaporation rate of liquid from their process during the brewing process of about 6%. Uh, in this site, we are actually closer to 1%. So we very much control the amount of vapor that is uh, you know, coming off of our process. And by reducing down to 1%, we're reducing our overall steam consumption by as much as 10%, because of course we have to use steam, which is using fuel from a boiler. And uh, in all of that reduction, we're using less energy. So that's a big benefit. Uh, I'm gonna go with, throw it back to Hal to talk a little bit about our HVAC. Uh, the HVAC system uh, is quite uh, elaborate for uh, a building such as this. Uh, enclosing the uh, brewery process, as Nick mentioned. Uh, one of the features that we uh, investigated and ended up using was a large fabric duct system. It, it uh, actually displaces the air much more efficiently than the typical metal ducts, and it's very easy to clean. Uh, it inflates uh, by itself when air is pushed through it versus having to have uh, operable dampers that require more electricity. Uh, and it's much more efficient at uh, both uh, getting rid of any odors as well as uh, distributing the amount of air that's required for the facility. The lighting design in the building, both in, for the process and the uh, admin portions of the building, uh, it started with the use of very minimal set of finishes and very high, highly reflective. So we have white surfaces and on the process equipment it's very highly reflective lighter grays and stainless steel. So that right off the bat uh, reduced the amount of lighting we had to provide for the process uh, engineers. The second piece was that we went with all LED lights with ha which have a, 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 an immense uh, savings in terms of the amount of energy required to provide the light. And then the third uh, lighting strategy was the daylighting. Now a brewery process uh, light is basically, especially ultraviolet light, is an enemy to beer. So we were very uh, cognizant that we needed to use where we had lights, or sorry, windows overlooking the process areas and the warehouse. We had to have uh, no ultraviolet light transmittance, so the glass was selected for that reason. And then we provided glazing strategically to allow people inside the process area to orient themselves to the outside. And the glazing is generally high, so you get a view back to the mountains and an understanding of where you are. So that also helped in terms of lowering the amount of energy that the lighting system had to provide.
We're now standing on the roof of the administrative building looking to the west and uh, the first thing that uh, we notice is the very large expanse of a white membrane roof. Uh, we chose that roof because it has a very high reflectivity so it reflects the heat instead of absorbing it and it has low emissivity as well. Uh, the other thing we notice is the, uh, the large air handling units. So we've tried to consolidate them in the design to use as few as possible and they each are uh, designed to have an energy recovery ventilation as well as a, a heat wheel or heat recovery ventilation. That helps us recover uh, energy being used in the building and to reuse thereby driving down our energy demand for the for the building both for the uh, the process areas as well as the administrative areas. Okay, we are now standing in the fermenting cellar. Uh, very large tanks ranging from uh, 400 hectoliters up to 2,600 hectoliters. So very, very large vessels. To give you a scale, one hectoliter is 100 liters. So very, very big vessels. Uh, these vessels are cleaned by our CIP station. That's cleaning in place or cleaning in process. And uh, those uh, vessels are cleaned with water that uh, we heat and then clean the vessels. We recover all of that excess water and actually reuse that as an initial rinse on future CIPs. Another really in interesting piece of this area is the uh, condensate return. So any water that we do heat, um, typically we want to capture all of that steam. Typical breweries, 75%. This brewery, as much as 90% uh, steam collections, and that'll actually reduce our overall steam requirements by at least another 2%. Uh, and of course, all those associated uh, carbon emissions. So as much energy as we are putting into heat, steam, uh, or, or liquids, uh, we're always trying to recapture and reuse that. Okay, we're now standing in uh, the packaging department. So this is a very, very large space. It's wide open. Everything is inside the building. You can see it from the highway. It's a very big white box from the highway. We have three packaging lines, a can line, a bottle line, and a keg line. Uh, our can line runs at speeds up to 1,600 cans a minute, so very, very fast. And we have the capability to both tunnel pasteurize and flash pasteurize. So flash pasteurization is really critical because it actually reduces our emissions by, by quite a lot. And 95% of our products are going to be flash pasteurized. And this will reduce our steam consumption by as much as 25%. And of course, all of those associated CO2 emissions and the consumption of natural gas. So really, really critical for our, our stewardship and again, our imprint on the environment and reducing as much energy as possible uh, to produce our product. The main uh, aspirational goal that I'm very uh, proud of in this project was that we were able to uh, capture the, the, the really magnificent views for the uh, occupants of the building, as well as the, uh, you know, constructing, designing and constructing a building with had the least amount of environmental impact for the size of this brewery process. This, this project for Molson Coors, you know, really represents an, an evolution for us you know at 1786 we're you know the second oldest uh, business in this country and and the oldest brewery uh, and brewing company um, in North America 
so we're really proud of that heritage. And for us, this is that next step forward, you know, recognizing that we need to do better. We need to be conservators of our environment uh, and good stewards. You know, this project and its, its goals in terms of its green goals and our sustainability, this represents that next chapter for us that, you know, we know is critical and, and we need to do right by, uh, by our peers and our partners uh, and our community. Uh, we've always been a, a community-focused uh, business. And this project really, uh, I think, speaks to that. And our focus on sustainability uh, is really paramount to how we want to be uh, perceived in the community and how we want to act and live our values. So, you know, just want to say thank you for, for everyone uh, coming along with us on this journey. Uh, if I was hosting you here at the brewery, uh, I would absolutely invite you to, to have a beer with us. But unfortunately, you're not here. So uh, you're going to have to join me in audio land. And uh, we're going to have a beer. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a beer after you've gone through this audio tour. And I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers.